3: Welcome to a call out Thursday. As uh, basically everybody gets called out but me, I am the one that is completely in the right. So we'll get to that. Uh, I want to remind you please set your notifications on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever, and subscribe to YouTube for sneak peeks. You can now get Josh Ward, John Adams, uh, Jacob uh, Warren. You can get Cooper Mays. You can get all kinds of good stuff there. On YouTube. So we want you to subscribe and set your notifications on. Okay. So what a day yesterday was. Amanda uh, and Ethan get called out. Uh, Nick Saban, we're going to go back in time a bit, gets cursed out. And so we got a clip from Chris Landry on that. We got Chalk Talk, which breaks down some inner workings of football on offthehooksports.com that we want you to check out. And also some uh, news, some incoming balls, and uh, some recruiting news as we move through the program. A special appearance by Norm McDonald that is taped because he passed away, but he's my all-time favorite comedian, and he makes a he makes a Knoxville reference. I was just that's how I unwind. I watched Norm McDonald videos at night, and he made this weird Knoxville reference I'd never heard, and I thought I would heard everything literally that the man had ever said publicly. So I pulled it, and we'll have some fun with it. Uh, It has to do with a uh, Knoxville athlete that uh, won quite an event uh, a number of years ago, but we'll get to that. So uh, let's start with uh, a a little bit of Twitter stuff that went on yesterday that was uh, pretty entertaining. So I tag a lot of times some of the people that we're talking about um, to the stuff that we talk about. And I did that with Nico Amaliava. I think I did the word. <laughs> and uh, first no, of I all, Amanda, how are you? Today? Yeah, first of all, uh, Amanda, how are you today? I can't hear you, Amanda. I can't hear you at all. Ethan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Hopefully, Amanda okay, gets great. that fixed, okay. but I'm doing fantastic yeah. today. So, uh, Nico Amaliava. Um, I did uh, tag him, and so the video that we put on there, because we don't care to make fun of ourselves, was of uh, uh, me and Ethan struggling with his name, and I thought I was the one that butchered it, and I don't think either one of us really butchered it, but uh, he said, my man Dave's got it right, and uh, he tweeted to us from out there in Cali. And then he gave Ethan like a pronunciation guide. So you got to love Twitter and how it makes the world smaller. It's pretty cool. Uh, that was neat. What did I do? I, of course, tweeted him to ask him to be on the show. So hopefully we'll be joined by him at some point in the next week or so. But, uh, Ethan, it was a fun response. Uh, seems like a, a, a really good kid. And we're going to talk to Jonathan Crompton about the pressures that come in being a a highly touted prospect and in this case a highly paid prospect but um let's all say it yeah amanda do you want to say it okay she's shaking her head she's not gonna say it okay okay, okay. that's a, that's a big negative by the way um if you're uh watching on youtube or on off the hook go to youtube and get that subscription but you can see the man is going with a bun. She asked me about it. I said, sure, go ahead. Ethan asked me about possibly a rat tail from back in the day, a growing a rat tail, which he probably doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, and I passed on it. it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ethan, it's it's your turn to pronounce Amaleava."
2: I, I want to say for the record, I had it about, I'd, I'd say 90% right. It's Iamaleava, not Iamaleava. And I was saying Leava. Iamaleava. Okay, I, I think we're doing pretty good. So we're getting there slowly, better every day.
4: Nico, yeah, I, I, I feel
3: just Nico, just idea. Nico. But you can pronounce you can pronounce Tuatunga Viola, can't you?
5: Yeah, but for the longest time, no one, no one knew that there was a G in there at all. There's not a G, but no one knew that no. there, was, pro- there was there was sound.
2: Can you pronounce Giannis? Uh, I like saying that
3: because it sounds like it it sounds the reason I'm so good at it is because it sounds like Beavis and Butthead Mm. I'm I'm (laughs) Gornholio.
2: that's another name I have about 95 percent down I'd say but I just don't say it just because
3: (laughs) I need I need Teepee for my bunghole you you remember I I tried to share Beavis and Butthead which was streaming the other day with my daughter Let's just say that didn't go over well. She thought that was about as juvenile as possible. And I look back at it and I watched one whole episode. There were 30 seconds of funny and about 29 minutes and 30 seconds of when's the next funny? I mean, that is, I don't know what chord that struck, but Beavis and Butthead hit a chord partially because there, there were only like probably 50 channels instead of 5,000. So that's what we went with. And that was back in the day when, uh, right after, I guess that was one of the moves that uh, at that point you had um, MTV decide just to completely quit playing videos altogether, Amanda. where Do we even have music videos anymore?
5: Yeah, you have them because YouTube has them. But that's pretty much it. I mean, there's no.
3: Wait, there's more than, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's more than Norm Macdonald on YouTube and us.
5: It's shocking, I know, it's shocking. Um, but I think that there's like VH1 went back to the. You remember the pop-up video where they did? Nobody remembers that. Where no. they had the mu- They had the music videos, and then they would insert little pop-ups that was like um, just factual information, like this was so and so's brother, or this was you know they filmed this here or this was actually where so-and-so went to high school or or what whatever it was it's called vh1's pop-up video and so you could watch it and then learn about like the either the artist or the place where it was filmed or whatever it just had little tidbits that popped up in the video i think they brought that back i don't know how well it did but
3: Uh, Yeah, sounds like uh, not great. So um, Tennessee, several incoming players that we had talked about. um, And I think Tennessee continues to have a a big impact via the transfer portal that we talked about. And I think you're going to see and I I was going through the swing games and actually doing some studying. We talked about this yesterday and it was our poll question. I want to go to the poll question. Uh, for today, and I want to revisit the one from yesterday, if you can pull that up, Ethan. But the poll question yesterday was about swing games. So I started writing about it. It'll be on offthehooksports.com later today. I started writing about those uh, swing games. And yeah, I, I think that Tennessee, if they go three and one in the swing games that we discussed, will be uh, easily a non-win team because I think the rest of the schedule is pretty predictable with Georgia and Alabama being losses, but the Akron's of the world. And I do think they'll go beat Pitt, even though I was more focused on SEC schools. But yeah, I just, I continue to look at it and I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Um, But I just, the seven and a half, as we discussed yesterday, just seems really low for Tennessee. Uh, Alabama. Some books you can get at ten and a half, and go with the over and under. To me, that's money in a
2: bank. Uh, I now, saw I even. That- I was going to say I saw, and I know you're cooking, but I saw even lower than that. I I saw a six point five Alabama over Tennessee.
0: But whoa, I mean, I'm not whoa,
2: I'm whoa. not sure whoa. what source we're talking about, but that is unbelievable. I remember no, I saw it just in passing no. on Twitter.
3: That's unbelievable. No, we're, talking about, we're talking about two different things. I'm talking a- about ten ten and a half wins.
2: Oh, uh, I thought – okay, 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 okay. I thought so – really, okay, that's still ridiculous yeah. before you keep going. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I think
3: – and then I saw it at 11.5 in another place, and I was like, that's the perfect number. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the one where you would yeah. struggle. I would still take the over. But I think the two best value bets on the over-under, and we're not a betting show, but just to tell you what I think about the season, Tennessee and Alabama respectively – at six and or at uh, yep, uh, seven and a half and uh ten and a half, I'm taking the over on both those teams. I thought they were the two easiest on the board. Maybe the other was Auburn. I would definitely take the under at six and a half because I think Bron Harson's gonna end up getting fired as we discussed on TikTok. So, I mean, guys, I um, uh, other than that, they were all difficult. Like, I wouldn't even wager a dollar and I don't gamble, but aren't those. Two, three, pretty pretty easy, Amanda. I mean, would you argue with the under on Auburn, the over on Bama, and the over on the balls? I wouldn't.
5: Um, Vegas, the house always wins. So they know well, something that we don't, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't bet on Alabama. I do. I have, like, every sports betting app, and I'm not bad at it, actually. But I don't bet on Alabama. I refuse to. You'd Don't bet emotionally. That's just a a a tidbit of advice right there.
0: Don't bet emotionally.
5: Um, But I mean, I could see us. And I say us. I could see Alabama possibly struggling with Texas A and M. As sad as that is, I don't want to say that. So I could see us struggling with that. We normally have at least we'll have one loss during the season, normally.
3: See, um, I got so. a feeling that they're gonna hammer AM. Um I, I really um, do. I think I think this stuff is is the type of stuff, Ethan, that Nick Saban uses in the offseason. And I think that it'll motivate them to be the absolute bejesus out of <laughs> out of Texas A&M I just don't I don't see Texas A&M being within 30 points of Alabama
2: by the end of that game I had to think about that take for a second I agree with you not 30 points though I, I yeah. think I think I think Alabama wins absolutely Texas A&M is going to have a solid solid team this year though and when it comes down to it it's still talent versus talent and Alabama does have Bryce Young the You know Heisman winner, but uh, on the same side, Texas A&M has a lot of athletes. They they've got a lot of guys on that team.
5: They Um, beat us last year. You know
3: that, right? Well, oh yeah, I'm positive. (laughs) Yeah, I've covered Alabama last year, but um, yeah, Texas A&M though is uh, uh, nine. And again, we're not a gambling show, but uh, nine is the over under for this upcoming season. I'll be real frank with you. Um, That's the perfect number. Is nine? I mean, they nailed it on that one. In my opinion, they know more than me, but um at nine um that's the over under so they're saying that alabama uh, according to what i'm looking at it wins at 11 and a half is significantly better so it would be probably a six seven point spread i would imagine maybe five six somewhere in there um but ultimately when you look at uh those over unders those are the three that stood out now all that being said don't gamble. Um, it's, you're not going to win. Uh, now, Amanda's good at it. We're going to delve into a gambling column with her eventually. But
6: the,
3: the other thing is don't bet over and unders uh, uh, for the season. Because here's what what, what what happens if Alabama goes out there and you've got the over at 11 and a half and Bryce Young gets hurt in the first game of the season. Well, then your money's tied up throughout the season. It's just poor practice. Whether or not it happens to tie your money up, go go game to game if you want to gamble. I don't believe do not, in gambling seasons.
5: Do not put that evil out there. Okay, let's change.
3: Okay, let's change to Tennessee. If, if, if you take Bryce 10, Young does that, someone else just fills in. Like, <laughs> well, then I think they win ten games regardless. <laughs> well, <laughs> but. ten, but not 11 and a half. Yeah, All right, that's half. I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a different level. So, I, you know. I think those are the ones that if I were going to do it, I'd do it. Um, But I'm not going to do it because I think long-term bets uh, are dumb. Georgia, 11 and a half as well. With all they lose on defense, and I'm sorry, I'm still not a Stetson Bennett guy. I'm sorry I know he won the national championship. I'm sorry. It's a great story, but there are five more talented quarterbacks in the SEC that will start. So we'll be back in two minutes with – uh, Jonathan Crompton, talk to him. He's getting ready to go to camp, the former ball. We're going to talk about pressure, like Nico's going to have when he gets on campus. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Uh, remind you to set your notifications on, 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 wherever you are, because we want you to get the latest content on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, wherever, and subscribe to YouTube for sneak peeks. Back
6: in two minutes with Jonathan Crompton
1: Is your dad's nickname, Lazy Boy? Then get him out of the chair and onto the grill with a Green Mountain Grill from the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. On the Green Mountain Grill, you can smoke, grill, sear, and just warm up some food. Versatile style, that's the GMG. Go buy Al's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa right next to the Midnight Oil and get your dad the grill to last a lifetime, a Green Mountain Grill. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct Service Station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business.
3: So we'll talk to Jonathan Crompton here momentarily. We didn't even discuss the uh, Celtics Warriors tonight. Uh, Ethan, I feel like this is a must win for the Celtics.
2: (laughs) I'd say so. (laughs) I, uh, I would definitely say so.
3: Yeah, so uh, I, it's uh, 3-2 in, in the series, Celtics have to win two, and uh, can, give me your thoughts, give me a breakdown, Ethan, of this series as only you can.
2: It's been interesting. I, I thought after game one it would be, and I think I've said this three times in this show, I thought after game one it would just be Boston and five. I thought they were going to kind of steamroll, and the way the Warriors just looked so dejected at the end of it. But I mean, you got to credit Steph for fighting back. You got to credit guys like that for just keeping going. I mean, you know, it, it's been kind of an all around effort from the Celtics, I think. But they're not getting enough from their stars. I, in, in my opinion, that is where they're going wrong. There, uh, the Warriors. Steph has shown up. He's 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 come to play, and you got guys like Andrew Wiggins who has also kind of come out of nowhere. He's been really good in the playoffs, but I guess no one really expected him to keep that production going into the finals and he's done that and exceeded it. So the Warriors are playing really well right now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors won tonight, but I'm still going to go with the Celtics tonight just because it's been that kind of series as far as going back and forth is concerned. Oh, I can't hear you, Dave.
5: We can't hear you.
3: And now you can. The there thing that surprises <laughs> me um, about the uh, about when we go back to game five is that ultimately, you know, we're talking about a guy who, and Steph Curry, who has played exceptionally well, don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you, but he didn't shoot the ball first time. I think he had uh, not made a three pointer since dinosaurs roamed the earth, Yeah, but still he, um, he was able to, they were able to get the win. That's the thing that scares me as a Celtics fan. So I will have my Celtics. Uh, shorts on tonight and uh, looking forward to that. And um, But, you know, ultimately, when it comes down to it, we're going to see a guy step up that we're not expecting. We saw that in the last game, um, Ethan. Um, you know, we, we, we saw uh, the Wiggins kid just step up and absolutely destroy it. So we're joined by a very special guest, one of my all-time faves, guys I covered, it's probably three. Three of my favorites that I've mentioned before. And, oh, look, he's got the zoom in. Look at that. We're, <laughs> we're up close and tight with a bearded man if you're watching YouTube. Uh, if, if you're listening, you're missing the scraggly beard. I'm loving it. Is this like your preseason beard, like uh, NHL guys have uh,
6: postseason beards? This is, if I don't have it, I look 12. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Quick story, John and I
3: have lunch, and I've told it before, but they haven't heard it. Quick story, John and I have lunch, and uh, the, the the ladies there that are waiting on the tables keep looking our way, and I'm thinking, yeah, I still got it. And um, so then we're walking out, and Jonathan's ahead of me, and one pulls me aside and says, uh, uh, who's that? And I said, oh, that's uh, Jonathan Crompton. He used to play quarterback for Tennessee. Wow. Like, that's blame it. They weren't looking at me at all. <laughs> All right. So, Jonathan, what are, what are you up to nowadays? I know you've done a ton of stuff. You were in the CFL, but now you're getting 7-on-7 yeah. seven seven camp.
6: Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I do about five different things. Um, I keep myself busy. We'll say that. But I, I do real estate. My dad has a, uh, a used car lot and service center. I run the day-to-day to that. I privately train quarterbacks. I, I'm an offensive coordinator at of high school. I do halftime and postgame reports for Tennessee football with A to Z sports out of Nashville. Um, do a little bit of everything.
3: How different is being a mentor as opposed to mentee? Because Heath Schuler was kind of your, your mentor yeah. in high school.
6: I, I actually love it. I really do. It's, it's enjoyable to see the progression. Um, I work with all ages. I mean, I've got a seven-year-old all the way up to kids in college. Seeing the the level difference between age groups and then seeing that natural progression is so fun for me. Um, I just got a kid actually, the high school that I'm an office coordinator at. The kid just got an offer from Gardner Webb the other day. So seeing that that actual, like I said, the natural progression from day one until they you know get offers is a uh, is a very cool cool thing. Um. Jonathan, I wanted to ask you
3: specifically about expectations uh, for those fans that were uh, old enough and and remember, and 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 some still do. We're not that old yet, John. But your your expectations were incredibly high for a couple of different reasons. Um, A, you were one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the nation. B, you were from right across uh, the mountain there in North Carolina, and and Tennessee had had success in North Carolina recruiting. So, all that kind of balled together and created this high level of expectations. When did you realize that those expectations were as sky
6: high as they were? Honestly, from day one, um, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into when I committed to, to UT, um, especially being, I mean, I'm. Grew up 90 miles away from campus, so it's not like it's that far away. Um, Western North Carolina and East Tennessee, at least where where I'm from, everybody considers it kind of the same, um, even though there is a state line. So the, I guess, kind of cool story, um, senior high school, we're playing Notre Dame um, at home and uh, driving through the gorge going to the game. Got a teammate of mine with me, and I'm in a – at the time, I was driving a Ford Ranger, going through the gorge, and I get ran off the road. And I'm like, "What the crap? These people can't drive!" You know, you're 17 year old kid. And so, you know, being 17 year old kid, I'm gonna at this point, I'm proving a point. I'm gonna speed past them, cut them off. You know? Oh no! You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't do it. I didn't end up I didn't end up getting there. So as I'm 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 gunning it to get by them, and they hold up a cardboard sign like this and said, "Oh my god." I'm so sorry. Are you Jonathan Crompit? <laughs> you know, I guess at that point I was like, Oh, um, a word I can't say on, on here. Um, you know, it's, it is a little bigger than just playing high school football, which I was all for and I loved it. Um, you know, cause that's, that's the reason why you go to Tennessee. You don't want to go somewhere where their expectations are just blah, you know? So, um unfortunately you know coaching changes injuries and stuff happens that's just part of football so that's the stuff that I do enjoy about my time is it taught me how to grow up outside of football um and that's one of the biggest things I think a lot of athletes don't realize how to do early on because your life is just said sport whatever that sport may be um so that that's that was one of the interesting parts, but like you said about the expectations, I mean, I knew what they were going in. That's the reason that you go to Tennessee for a reason.
3: You got kind of a, a raw coaching deal and you don't want to say that, but I will. Um, and we no, no I'll, I'll say it, it,
6: it man. Hey, it is. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm, I'm a grown man. Now at the time, I was still a little punk kid. Like everybody thinks they're grown, but they're not, you know, um, I'm a grown man. I'm, I have zero concern to say how I truly feel um, at this point in life.
3: <laughs> I was kind of that way back then. I don't think Tennessee's coaching staff liked it a lot. Was, uh, I, you know,
6: I, I was good. How would you describe it? Uh, I always enjoyed talking to you because I knew you, it, like I told you, if you had to write something bad about me, I mean, that's just part of the business because I obviously I deserved it. <laughs> you know, so I, I enjoyed how you kept it honest all the time.
3: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So, I just wonder, and this is why I specifically want to get your perspective, because you were uh, very highly rated. There were a lot of expectations. And now you've got Nico Ameliova, which I'm doing my best to pronounce the last name. Compton's way easier. But he's out. You know, he's coming in. And you knew the pressure. But now he's the highest. According to current recruiting rankings, he's the highest rated quarterback ever that tennessee's ever gotten Mm -hmm. does he know what he's getting into coming all Um, the way to california
6: you know honestly i I don't know because i I have i've never talked to him um i've heard great things about him i've heard he's very skilled um i think in today's world of the nil side note slightly jealous that it's around now and then when i was coming out (laughs) side note you know but honestly good for these kids um but i think if the NIL deal that I've heard about his is true, then his microscope is going to be on the highest level possible, not just from the outside, but even from the internal team. Um, okay. Now, take take me a step further than that. Well, like I said, now that, that's a big if. Keyword, if. Okay. Because um, I don't know if that – I don't keep up with a lot of the NIL stuff, but I've heard a number that I was like, you got to be – once again, can't say the word, kidding me. It's $8 um, million
3: dollars is what we've heard. Okay.
6: Well, so that's, that's that's what I've heard. And if that's the case, one, you're making more than your offense coordinator. Okay. <laughs> so let's just call it like it is. No, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Like I said, at this point in life, it is what it is. Facts are facts. If that's really the case, you're making more than your OC, your quarterback coach, for all intents and purposes, you're going to make more than your goddamn head coach at a certain point, Um, depending on where you go to school. So with that, now how does it work with said, you know, booster or whoever's giving them the money? What happens when that kid doesn't play as a freshman and they're paying 8 million dollars?
3: That is exactly my question. What And what so that
6: so that's so that's where I go with from the internal part of the team, I hope it doesn't affect anything because some of these kids they're you're human. And it's not just a Tennessee. It's going to be a Southern Cal. It's sure hell going to be at Alabama, LSU, Georgia, um, especially with somebody like Arch Manning, right? You're going to have these people going, these players going, well, I'm an X-year player, whatever year it may be for me. I've been very productive. This kid's still in high school, for God's sake, and he's he's making enough to retire right now, and he hadn't stepped on campus. Mm-hmm. That is where I think the NCAA personally went from zero to a million way too quick. Great. i do Great. believe in the nil wholeheartedly no Great. questions asked but now it's like the wild wild west it feels like that's just an opinion um and with that being the case it you know the Saban quotes well honestly did jimbo cheat no by the rules no it didn't cheat so what does it matter and they've got the the texas oil money i can't imagine what texas a is going to look like in three years
3: Well, I mean, the simple fact is, I mean, the simple fact is, if you get a three year starter, that's worth, that that is, let's say, the top, one of the top three quarterbacks in the SEC. That's probably worth $8 million. And just pure, I know it sounds crazy.
6: Yes, but here's the thing. You're right. But at what point has he earned it yet? And this is not on, this is not against him. Dude, take your money and run. I am happy for the kid. But if I'm Bryce Young, I'm in, in the transfer portal.
5: How do you feel about the transfer portal? Just so we transition. Oh, I don't think we have
6: enough time in the day. Uh, it, I, I, I do think it, it, it can help, but it's it's hurting a lot of high school recruiting, especially at the quarterback position. From at least from what I'm seeing, because um, these kids are not getting—they're waiting to get the coaches are waiting to offer them because they're waiting to see what they can get in the portal from a kid that already has some sort of college experience, not necessarily game, but. Just in general, going to practices, going to class, having meetings, all this stuff, Um, which is, like I said, it, it, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type deal. But, you know, like I was saying, if I'm Bryce Young, I'm going to enter the portal. I'm going to go back to Bama, but now I'm going to make them pay me $10 because this kid in high school has gotten eight, and I'm only getting 1.8, and I just want a Heisman. That's where I think that it, it's making. I mean, it's look. It's like the wild, wild west, and you got to do what's best for you. You got to take care of yourself because you got to take care of your family. God forbid you get injured. Um, and that's. I think it's it's a crazy, crazy time. I'm sli- like I said. I'm slightly jealous that I wasn't around when I was coming out, but also kind of glad at the same time that it's not because just the amount of um craziness i'll use nice words today that it can cause hey ethan i want
3: you to jump in here but i I got one more before we let john go because i know he's there actually at a school getting ready to preside over to seven on seven camp and you mentioned the teammates so here's the early response i've gotten because we have jacob warren and we have cooper mays on weekly Um, as part of an nil i'm 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 that guy now i would have paid you if I could have, so nice. um, side note, you know, no. he
6: didn't. So Dave does not get in trouble. That's true.
3: <laughs> and Jonathan took no money that I was ever aware of. So he doesn't. I think I bought you. Uh, I think I bought your you and your family dinner once. Maybe that's uh, that may have been an NCAA violation. I don't know. But Honestly,
6: just, and probably at this point, <laughs> NCAA, NCAA needs to implode. Um, oh,
3: I, I think
5: they are imploding, actually. Oh,
6: I've got—I've got a theory that we don't have time for. That we'll, I can talk to you about later, though. No, no, no—that I think legitimately can happen. SEC's got too much money. We'll just start it with that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember the news. Sentinel said, um, "Why'd you spend a hundred and fifty dollars?" Or i was sworn that one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars at a steakhouse in San Antonio. I said that was work. I was taking Jonathan Crompton's parents out, and. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good time, but you got. I want yep. to go back to the so. So far, Jacob Warren, Cooper Mays have told me that they um, they have no problem because they understand a quarterback is considered more valuable. But yeah, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that one to eighty five believe that. Okay, so
6: and that, that's my that's the point. So but...
3: that resentment, how 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 concerned should fans be at any school about that?
6: I mean, that that's thats the $10 million question, I guess you could say. Um, because even without an aisle around, you've got 120 guys in a locker room. Not, let's call it like it is. You're human. You do not get along with everybody. It's not that you like just disrespect and hate people. That's not what I'm getting at. But your personality might not get along, or somebody might have a buddy – that he doesn't get to play in their roommates because somebody else is blah, blah, blah. That's, That's literally being teenagers, right? And especially their quarterbacks, only one plays, kicker, only one plays, right? A lot of receivers can play, running backs can play, linemen can interchange, D linemen, linebackers, literally almost every other position can have multiple people play a game. Quarterbacks and kickers, one plays unless somebody goes down, Right. So that's the hard part is, like, I don't necessarily think that everybody would be upset, but this is where it also brings into to play, and I, and I truly believe what Deion Sanders said when he was making a, a video and essentially calling out the NCAA for the NIL saying, now you've got coaches – You know what? Screw it. Doesn't even matter. Just because you're a college coach doesn't mean you're a good coach. and doesn't mean no football. Bottom line. It means you know somebody. Now, I'm not saying that for everybody. That's not what I'm getting at. But in today's world, it's now going to really be seen who does and does not know the game. Because now you've got to, like he said, you're paying these kids like professionals now. You better hire professional coaches so they can deal with them professionally. If you don't, you're going to see a lot of off the field issues, right? Or a lot more, right? You're going to start seeing a lot of different small changes that where I'm trying to not say too too much, but it's the fact of you you're paying this kid eight million dollars. One, good for him, wholeheartedly mean that. But now, where does that set the standard for next year's number one quarterback? Or does that set the standard for the year after? What about five years from now? I know they're supposed to meet in April and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean anything. You can't go from a million back to a hundred thousand and say, oh, uh, it doesn't work that way. Or the players are going to throw up the middle finger, right? So where are are you going to be in five years when next thing you know, kids make, just like the NFL, they had had to set a rookie cap because these dudes, Sam Bradford made $70 million before he took a snap. And you got a 15-year vet that didn't even make that in his career. That is unfair um so I think the resentment is going to be there at some point I just hope it doesn't affect you know a lot of stuff but you're gonna they're gonna schools smaller schools are gonna start to have to spend a little more money in coaching like Dion said you're gonna start having to hire professional coaches and a lot of professional ex-players to learn to deal with these kids because you're paying them like a professional now I mean, the stores from Ohio State, for God's sake. He told those boosters, I need $13.2 million or whatever it was <laughs> to keep this team together. So that's a half a million dollars a starter. For what? One, Good for the players, one, but.
3: One, one more for Ethan. I know he wants to jump in there. How important is it for the kid, the young man? I'm not talking about Nico. I'm talking about any kid who yeah. gets a lot of cash, not to be flashy, not to go buy a Lamborghini and show up while some other offensive lineman is in a beat-up pickup truck
6: that honestly that's gonna that's up to each their own um and i said because you're gonna get the same thing when you go to pro ball um okay. so it's just a matter but now you're dealing with 18 year old kids rather than 22 year old to 40 year old grown men um that's gonna be the difference because the bottom line is they are going to do that they're 18 you can't blame it hell I, I who knows what i'd have done at 18 you know i mean let's call it like it is we're 18 years old
3: yeah. Good point.
2: Ethan, um, let's, let's get Jonathan wrapped up. I know you want to jump in there. Go right ahead. Yeah, similarly to I feel like what we've been talking about, and especially when you said, you know, Nico getting his, his money and, and expecting, I guess, to start right when he gets there. Well, what do you think about guys like Taven Jackson, who I, I guess thought that that role was going to be his next year and now he's going <laughs> to have to compete for it? And, you know, what's the dynamic you think going to be between him? Kind of similar to, to Dave's question earlier.
6: That's, man, that's a hell of a question because, and it's not that Nico's expecting to start day one, but the people that are paying him are going to expect to see return on their investment. And that goes for any school. You know what I mean? So what happens now when said company or person or whoever it is calls said head coach at X, whatever school and says, hey, by the way, you know, so-and-so
3: Oops, so-and-so. I think we lost Jonathan. Oh. Oh,
6: there
3: we go. I think we lost John. I hate that. Um, (laughs) Jonathan was rolling there. I hate that. Well, nevertheless, he he brings up a a really good point about it's how an 18-year-old might handle it. conversation with Jonathan Crompton is brought to you by our friends at Craft Treats. Go to crafttreats.com, full-spectrum CBD treat. Uh, so, it contains minor cannabinoids that increase the benefits of CBD. Great for situational anxiety, things like storm anxiety, car rod anxiety. Uh, Amanda has had that uh, before with her cat or dog or ferret, whatever she's got. So, uh, go to craftreats.com and you can check. By the way, ferret, worst pet ever. Smells bad, hot your Achilles heel. It's terrible. Uh, they've got the bone and joint CBD treats as well. So go to CraftTreats.com. That's CraftTreats.com. Okay, so he brings you. Uh, that's uh, CraftTreats brings you that interview with Jonathan prompt Let me uh, let's get to the poll question because I'm all discombobulated. We had to work around Jonathan's schedule a little bit, which is fine. But uh, yeah, I'm audibly Omaha, Omaha. Ethan, let's go to the let's go to the poll question from yesterday. Uh, address the four swing games if you can, and what percentages we ended up with because I haven't looked on purpose. Um I've kind of scrolled past the Twitter feed really fast because I'm curious what we ended up with yesterday. Amanda, have you seen it?
5: I have not seen it. All
3: right, so we'll guess live it's action right we po- here. It's it's because we post so much darn content that it's off the screen
2: before you that's know it. That's what it that's what it is. We're too good at what we do. <laughs> like but I'll read it off, and we'll guess here we're what we think too, the final votes we're, were. Too good at what we do. I love
3: that line. <laughs> I mean, so is it too late for my web designer to make that like a little subhead tag? <laughs> we're too good at what we do. People instantly do. are like clicking off
2: those schmucks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ethan. <laughs> I would. I'd
2: not leave. But <laughs> so, we got we got 23 votes between which game is the most important. Swing game is the most important this season. That's Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, and LSU. Which one would you guys guess had the most votes? Okay, name Florida. one again. Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, LSU. I think you want to beat Florida to remain in the SEC yeah. East in September. And I'm going to guess it's not that close. You are 100% correct. It looks like Florida got 73.9% of the vote, That like 16, 17, somewhere around those lines. Second place was LSU, with 13%, then Kentucky, and then one vote for South Carolina.
3: Our poll question brought to you by our friends at Big Orange Phillies. Go to Big Orange Phillies right there in downtown halls. It's on Mainerville, and you can check them out. Family environment. They've got billiards, karaoke, all of that. Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies is fantastic. You can get quality food. And Jonathan's jumping back into us. The guy's going to uh seven-on-seven camp, and
6: he's trying to jump Jonathan, you can
2: go. Man. My, my, yeah.
6: phone, my phone overheated. Sorry.
2: Um, <laughs> the takes were too funny. much. The takes were too much for his phone. Hey, apparently so.
6: Um, <laughs> Say- I just wanted to, one, I wanted to let you know my phone overheated. I swear I didn't hang up on you. Uh, <laughs> I know that. I know that.
4: But uh, uh, Go so, ahead.
3: Yeah. I, I'm just curious what 18 year or 17 year old Jonathan Crompton
6: would be worth now coming out of high school. You know, that's uh, honestly, that's a. a,
2: a <laughs> a really good honestly. question
6: cuz i don't know if any, i don't i don't know if there's an answer just because times are different obviously with you know how much um, things are worth compared to what they were in what 04 and 05
5: um, inflation
6: exactly that's what i'm saying but it, it would have i can honestly say it would have been enough to retire right you know if anything happened i would i I'd, I'd, ah screw it i'm done um <laughs> You know, I mean, let's just call it like it is, because at that point, just like for Nico and these top quarterbacks, it's going to be enough. You, if you're the if you're top five in the country, it's gonna it's gonna be enough to retire. That's just the reality. Yeah. You know, John, as long as long as you're as long as you're smart enough and invest it properly, it John, really is, and it would have been. I, I hear you, John. I appreciate you, buddy. I'm looking sorry, at your sorry about right earlier. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sorry you're about great. earlier. I, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, let's do it again sometime whenever I uh, have a little bit more time. Thank you, buddy. Be blessed. See ya. Thanks, man.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert
2: in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
3: I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it was on Facebook, so I don't mind sharing it. His, uh, John almost lost both his parents to COVID at one point at the same time. And his mom was very, 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 very ill. Um... I don't want to share some personal facts about that, but I can, I can just tell you that um, there were about 80 people um, that were in uh, a specific uh, department of the ER and they all left in a different fashion than she did. Every single one of them. Um, She was the only one that walked out. Um, The rest of them are no, are no longer with us. So uh, I love that family. I, I know there's some Tennessee fans that have some strong feelings, perhaps otherwise, but um, you don't know some behind the scenes things about how they were treated in a very tough time of a coaching transition and, uh, and high coaching pressure. Some things happened behind the scenes that um, put them in the crosshairs, and that's, that's really all I'm going to say. But uh, love that guy, love that family, and um, yeah, we might have him on again i will make a run at that A to Z and see if we can steal him. But, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, nevertheless, so Amanda, get, we, we called this a call out. Uh, th- I just called them out. Coming. <laughs> uh, a, a call out Thursday. So that's what I mentioned on the program. So uh, here's what I'm going to do, Amanda. I'm just going to set this up to you and you can respond as you see fit, however you see fit. Completely up to you okay um this is steven on our youtube page free subscription get um get sneak peeks in the content set your alerts on steven says couldn't disagree with amanda more on paying nico i don't think there should be a limit on what anyone can earn on their own name and image and likeness it may not be great for the game but players should be paid for their value, they bring to the school. And Nico has already brought value, and is still three thousand miles away from Knoxville. Take that, Amanda.
5: Okay, I mean that's that's an opinion. <laughs> huh. That's certainly an opinion. Um, I don't think it's a great one, but I think it's an opinion. <laughs> um, and I don't see how he's already brought value three thousand miles away. Like I understand the hype around him, and that maybe other players are looking at that hype. But you also have to consider that other players are seeing that. What if he doesn't pan out? You know, you could have had other quarterbacks come to UT that aren't going to come now because you're paying this person allegedly $8 million. He's getting $8 million to come to UT and he could not pan out. That, I mean, it's possible. And you if, could be losing recruits that if, yeah. if, if, and you could be well, losing you, other recruits.
3: Okay, but I'm going to play the flip side. You, you could lose a quarterback prospect, but he's out there recruiting for Tennessee now. Has a big name, and yeah. I think helps Tennessee recruiting as of June the 16th, 2022.
5: I mean, that's fair. But say say something makes him mad, say he flips. You know, say he... He does a whole tell-all about what happened at his time at UT and how he hated it and all this other stuff that's going to backfire on Tennessee. Um, I mean, it could um, do, I'm just saying, on any school. So I feel like paying $8 million to a player, allegedly, I'm not saying it's happening, but paying these kids all of this money is not going to work out well. It's not going to work out well. And isn't that what the NFL is for?
3: Well, uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I, I see exactly where you're going. Um, I mean, it's weird to me, but it's still, when we talk about market value, you know, ultimately market value, that's why I think the word appraisal is so funny when they come to your house and they tell you what it's worth or they look at your car and you tell you what it's worth. The bottom line is you're worth what somebody's willing to pay you. And that goes from me and everybody else in this world. And um, yeah, that. He's worth a lot. That that's where I struggle with it. Do I think there's all kinds of pitfalls in NIL? Yes. Do I think some players are probably, if 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 they pan out, worth $8 million? Yeah, probably. I mean, if they if you could tell me right now a hundred percent that Nico Ethan is going to be a, a two year all SEC player and a three year starter and go to the NFL and be a first round pick. Eight million dollars is a bargain. That's a bargain.
5: It's a big if.
3: Well, it's a big if. But I mean, that's just—I mean—that
2: everyone's. I mean, that—that
3: means. Aren't you competing? You're probably competing for championships if if he's all SEC, unless he's like a you know Tim Couch type of guy that puts up big numbers and doesn't compete for championships. But Ethan, he—if you—if you could promise that right now. Would you stroke an eight million dollars check for Tennessee or Tennessee advertisers, the
2: benefactors, whatever? Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think let's put a, a Tennessee benefactors on it. But I, I would, I, I absolutely would, especially a guy like Nika Now, a guy like Harrison Bailey, a little while ago, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty in that regard, but he, he's a guy. Nico is that is highly rated and you've seen what he can do he's talented he's very talented and if if you're gonna put your money on anybody and you're gonna do it for anybody you know that's how college sports is working these days might as well do it for one of the best you know our arch manning is the only dude i can think of in this class that would be better from a quarterback position and and even he he'll have his you know potential problems or or potential anything whatever you want to fill in there but i'd say I'd, i'd say i agree with you on that
3: yeah um and of course, you know he's a part of next year's class. So if Nico's getting X, you would think he would get maybe more. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know Chris Landry likes him a lot. We're going to hear from him a little bit later in the program, but yeah, you know, I don't know how you value that. The Mannings don't need money as much. Would well, they still take it? I don't know. A lot of people that turn down money, but they they, they don't need it. Um, so they can go, I mean, if he wanted to go to wake and build up a program, I'm just throwing something out there. I mean, he could and not take the money Mm -hmm. be stupid, but he could, (laughs) but yeah, man, I I don't disagree with you whatsoever on this call out Thursday that there are potential pitfalls and that it is weird and that it seems wrong because we've been raised that way. We're a little bit older than Ethan. I'm a lot older than you and it just, it, it feels icky, doesn't it?
5: Well, I mean, it feels icky, but also, where where's the cap? What well, I mean, you're gonna have to draw the line somewhere, or you're gonna have players. It's just gonna go up and up and up and up as as you compete for these players. Like uh, Jonathan Crompton said, if you're Bryce Young, you enter the transfer portal just to scare people into giving you more money. Honestly, why wouldn't you? So if you're going to do, you know, if you're gonna pay the incoming player. Allegedly. Eight million dollars as a Heisman winner who's still in college. Why why don't you try to pull those strings? And then where do we where do we cap this thing? Like the NCAA has to get a hold of this. They have to get under this under control. Because we could have players in in six years making twenty-five million dollars out of out of high school.
3: Definitely could. So Ethan's been called out. Amanda's been called out. Uh, I haven't been called out. Hey, hey. maybe that's uh, as part of the theme. You guys can have something for me next week. Something stupid, I say, because it's going to happen on a weekly basis. So you will have no trouble finding content on that. Um, the but the other call out is of Nick Saban. So for those that don't remember, uh, Bill Belichick. Was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns before he became football god, and he was unsuccessful, and he got fired, and he had this young little whippersnapper called Nick Saban. He's a short little, yeah, he's a short little fire hydrant ball of fury. And um, this story from Chris Landry, who we have on Chalk Talk twice a week. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Craft Treats and Alice Barbecue. Barbecue, had a great story about um, the time that Nick Saban and uh, Chris Landry were scouting together for the Browns and they were in Knoxville. Now, this is before your time, Ethan. You probably don't remember Del Carter. Amanda, do you remember Del Carter? An incredible defensive back. Um, but, I know the name. Uh, I, I don't yeah. remember him, but but no. you know he 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 was a little tough to get along with, and allegedly and this is before my time is is covering it. Just so you know, this is uh, uh, around 1990. So um, and allegedly, um, you know, may or may not have hit a fellow student with his Porsche while driving it. So that where did
5: he get a Porsche? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I have no idea, Amanda. Back
5: in 1990, I, where did he get I a t- Porsche?
3: I have no idea. I it guess he was so good in junior college that he had time to work at the local McDonald's and raise some money to buy a Porsche. Yeah. yeah. By the I'm way, sure. I did it. I
2: hate it when it's called Porsche. It's Porsche. It and is Porsche. People, Thank you. Yeah. 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 And people <laughs> Just argue. One of my about, pet peeves. <laughs> Very happy too. you fixed that.
3: <laughs> my other one is my other one's Nayland. I hate it when people say Nayland. It's, it's Neyland, Neyland. Stadium, like the and, and there's no debating which one it is because it's a person's name. I can't. The wife calling... came
5: out and said that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the, the w- Yeah, out, it it pointed like, at her knee. It's
5: like the knee. Yeah. I mean, I
3: can't call. I just can't suddenly change Ethan's last name to Stoney yeah. or La Frate. <laughs> I mean, you can't just change. Although I did on our first show with Amanda. But here is <sighs> the fantastic story that is just riveting about Nick Saban. Getting uh, cursed out on uh, – if we talk about this on Chalk Talk on Craft Treats. It's on uh, offstokesports.com on our YouTube page. And we post these early in the week. So, if you subscribe on YouTube, you're going to get a
4: sneak peek. But I love this story. Take it, Chris. There, uh, this player, Dale Carter, um, gets a punt. And Johnny Majors barks out some instructions about tucking it in, uh, to which Dale Carter said, Bleep you, Johnny, which was, was about the worst thing you could do as a player because it just all the coaches in there. And Saban was so turned off that and, – and this was near the end of the workout but still had some more to go and some other players. And Saban said, I'm leaving. I'm gone. He's – you know, well, I, you know, you can go, but – I ain't leaving because I got more work to do on him and some other players. And I got the keys to the car and I ain't leaving because I'm not going back and telling Bill Belichick because I know how thorough he is. Uh, well, what about, you know, the other guy? And I say, uh, yeah, we left early because Nick thought it was a good idea. So I stayed and he went and. And I knew I was good because I had the keys. So, I mean, I don't know where he was going because we were going to the next stop anyway with me or, or he's going to do something else. Anyway, so that was kind of the unique story. And we finished. It's probably 20, 25 minutes more of Dale and some other guys that we wanted to work out that were down the road guys. One guy that we actually signed is an undrafted free agent. Anyway, so we get back into the draft room in the meeting room and with the Cleveland Browns with the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry. And so, you know, um, we go through the evaluation of him and you know, that, that doesn't just the workout, but everything in the film and all of that. And it's very, very detailed and we get to the part about the workout and everything. And then the other player that I was talking about was a defensive back that Nick Nick was there looking at all the defensive backs. I was looking at everybody. So that's one of the reasons why he felt he was done, and that was that. I got more work to do. So we're there, and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting all that. And he turns to Nick about, you know, the other guy, and Nick said, well, I laughed after Carter did. And Belichick just rips into him so bad that I was just – wanted to crawl into my seat i needed some cbd treats because i was nervous as can be that
3: is absolute gold i mean the nick saban that is nick saban now getting cursed out it's just hard for me to believe man it's hard for me to visualize knowing what nick saban is now
5: well he had to learn it from somewhere (laughs) (laughs) you're right they have very have ever, similar coaching styles.
3: Have you ever been uh, dog cussed at a job? Yes. I, I, okay. I'll share mine first. Yes. So local t- television station, I'm going to do an internship. I go there and they say, do you know how to check the wire? Okay. So this is before the internet, Ethan. Okay. So you know how to check the wire? And I said, yep, I think I do. And I go turn, go to the computer, check the wire so it's the ap newswire and he and i'm already in started and this person who you would know it might call football games um or you see, said um might rhyme with wrestling um but <laughs> he said you bleep and think you know if you bleep and think you know for bleeping espn And you don't know, they'll bleep and fire you on the spot. (laughs) And so I said, uh, "Okay, uh, Mr. Wrestling, um, I'm going to go ahead and finish my job here. And uh, walked out of there and never returned again and got another internship to learn a lot. (laughs) So, Amanda, the time that you were dog cussed in a job, we all have to be honest, Ethan's too young. Maybe it hasn't happened yet. but okay (laughs) it probably will it won't be by me because it made an impression on me to never do it with anyone again uh i slipped and cursed at somebody when they left a microphone on one time because i had cursed and i think it went over the air still to this day and it was a Mm -hmm. bad one um but amanda when did you get dog cussed
5: So it probably won't happen now, nowadays, because I'm pretty sure you could get sued for like emotional damage or trauma or something. So at, I actually, I used to work for someone and he passed away this year, which is really, really sad because he was, he was a grumpy teddy bear. Um, But when we first, when I first started there, I ended up working for him for nine years. I wasn't the only person to get dog cussed by him. It was just, what are you effing doing? Are you effing crazy? Like, what the f, Bama, what are you effing doing? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. But I mean, that was one of the first, like that was in the first six months of my <laughs> job oh, at the no. state for nine years. So it was oh, not that no.
3: Yes. all right let's let's get to our, our poll question that we'll revisit tomorrow and uh, our poll question today brought to you by viles automotive car shopping made easy at viles automotive right there in callahan their mission is to be the automotive home of drivers in the knoxville area a vast selection of used vehicles exceptional car care and customer service with a smile they have cars trucks and suvs i know it's tough to get selection now but you can do that there and they've got financing that is absolutely awesome, and uh, their service department is top-notch as well. So you know what you're getting. Ethan, poll question me. I know it's late in the show, but we'll have a, a chance to address it to uh, tomorrow. So what what is your poll question uh,
2: today? This might be an easy one, but I have a feeling you'll think otherwise. So.
3: Me? I noticed, yeah, me? You'll see what I mean. Oh,
2: you'll see what I mean. The,
3: micromanaging the, a poll question? No. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh,
2: the, the basketball team I saw yesterday on their Twitter account, they were getting some shots up in a summer uh, um, workouts, I believe. And it got me thinking would the Tennessee fan base rather see this season, this upcoming season? It doesn't apply to anywhere else. This upcoming season, would they rather see Tennessee basketball win a national championship? Or would they rather see Tennessee? You can only have one Tennessee football go undefeated in the regular season and lose in the national championship by three. Ooh,
5: by three. Ooh, that's saucy. By three. By three points. By three.
2: By three points. Okay. Ooh, that's saucy. Yeah, that's that's. It's easy even... for me. It, it's it's easy for me, but that's
3: not even good. That's great. Okay. I want to mull over that one for a second. That is golden. Okay, so say it again.
2: So One more it, time, yeah. Okay. I, I took a little while to get there. I took the detour, the, the, the uh, scenic route. Would you rather have Tennessee basketball and Rick Barnes, who has not been to a Final Four since his Texas days, win a national championship this season with that basketball team, or would you rather have the Vols in their current state go undefeated, run the table, and then lose in the national championship game by three points. Golden. I don't even think we necessarily need the
3: three. I can go back to 2001. They, were, If they would have beaten LSU, they were they were going to get hammered by one of the best teams I've ever seen yeah. in Miami. Uh, th- the reason would... I say
2: three is because, like, if you get to the national championship and get absolutely blown out, that's a little embarrassing, so it might, you know, kind of move well, things I... a little bit. But it's a competitive national championship game, but you still lose.
3: Yeah. I would actually, I, I'm going to go ahead and I, I would say making it to a, a national championship game in football and losing no matter how you lost, even if the bus driver forgot how to get to the stadium, <laughs> is better than winning a national championship in basketball because
2: this is the South. Amanda's shaking her head. I knew you would say that. That's, <laughs> I, I knew you would say I say basketball. I, I think it's pretty easy just because of how... It would be great for Rick Barnes. I'm a guy that likes Rick Barnes a lot, and he's really struggled in the postseason lately. And I, it would just be something for Tennessee fans to be happy about. And I think that would be nice. I do see the other side of the coin, though. Like, not necessarily because Tennessee got to the national championship, because they would do it this season. Because that would mean Heupel is the guy. That would mean Tennessee football is back. You know, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean they win, but they'd be, if they make the national championship this year probably not going to happen this year. If it were to happen this year, you can guarantee Tennessee football is fine for the years to come.
3: Well, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I really don't. Yeah. I, think that yeah. it's that, I think it's that good of a, a poll question, Amanda.
5: I don't think you choose to lose versus win. Yeah. I, I, I just agree. don't see that, especially in the second mm-hmm. I would say the the second best sport in college. Basketball obviously is second best, I would say, behind football. I don't think you choose to, to lose over choosing a national title. I just don't.
3: I'll tell you, if you're going to choose something and you're going to choose a craft beer, you need to choose Zul, X-U-L, and right there downtown with a big, huge panoramic view. It is phenomenal, Amanda. When I say phenomenal, just the space, the environment, is really, really awesome. And we're looking forward to doing some events there. Um, tell us uh, about Zul and what's uh, going on at uh, Knoxville's favorite craft beer company.
5: We just released, again, it's one of the fan favorites. It's Toro Ioso. It is a Mexican lager. Um, it's it's really good. It's me gusta. Me gusta. Oh,
3: Oh Lord. That means a lot like in Spanish.
5: I I know, thank you. Um, bueno. I've I've t- I took Spanish at UT. But you okay? too? I I don't speak <laughs> it. I don't speak it. I just nope. Un poco? I, I, again, I do not speak it. <laughs> I will not answer you in Spanish. It's not gonna happen.
3: All right. So um tell me about it. Tell me about the the the, the Mexican craft beer, which I've not heard of before.
5: Um, it's just refreshing. A lot of people that get it say how great it is. We've never had a complaint on it. Whenever we have it, it sells out like crazy, which is typical of a lot of our beers. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I know we're releasing a sour on Friday, a new one. So I'm excited about that because I like sours.
3: Sweet. yep. Yeah, she's a big sour girl. All right. So I'm going to leave you with a moment of norm and we're like, um, this, like I said, I think Norm McDonald's the funniest person that ever walked the face of the earth. And uh, I do watch uh, Norm videos. And then, so I'm watching one last night and it refers to a Knoxville uh, guy. And I want to see if either of you guys know who this is, okay? Because he was like a superstar and then he wasn't. And it was literally like maybe three weeks. His 15 minutes of fame said Andy Warhol lasted for approximately 18 and a half days and that was it okay so uh here he is and i want to know if you guys can tell me who norm mcdonald's is, norm mcdonald is talking about
1: it's a joke yeah oh you're like uh racing cars right yeah. how about that daytona 500 yeah. how about that kid that won right how old was he like 20 yeah yeah he raced all around you know why he went so fast apparently he was texting the whole time <laughs> It's generational.
5: So, Trevor Bain.
3: There you go. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Trevor that Bain means- won the Daytona 500. And uh, I knew Trevor Bain when he was back like 15 and 16. His dad was promoting him to get him more sponsors. And uh, so we were going to have Trevor on. This is before the Daytona 500, but we knew he was going to race in it. So we texted him. On a Saturday morning, I said, hey, can you jump on the show? Do you have time? And he said, sure. What well, time? so I told him, time, gave him the number. We got him on, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, I looked down at my text from Trevor, and he goes, did you have a good time last night, honey? Oh, no. So I texted back, Trevor, I think this is the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully she did. Hopefully they got married. Don't
5: don't tell that story.
3: He's like 30 now. He's okay with it.
5: What if his wife doesn't know about that? Now she does.
3: Oh, fair point. Uh, Ethan Stone, what do we got coming up on the site today? A lot.
2: Yeah, we'll have some recruiting stuff from uh, Chris Landry, obviously, and then we'll have another of the preseason countdown. If you've been following along, you would know who was up yesterday, and I'm not telling you who is going to be up today. Well, okay. at number 19, though. Got it right.
3: Go ahead and pull up uh, a quick uh, countdown to where we are now, the, the names that we've, we've thrown out there at this point, and I will have. Uh, a column coming up on Tennessee's swing games, how important they are. Obviously, uh, Florida is, is the most important to, to Tennessee fans based on a very unscientific poll on Twitter, yeah. and it wasn't even that close. So, e- Ethan, um, the, um, the countdown, who have we mentioned at this point?
2: Yeah, to this point, we've had six so far. Obviously, we're at number 19 today, but number one, 25, I guess, if you're counting backwards. Christian Charles, that's the whole point of a top 25 countdown, I'd say, right? But Christian Charles, number 25, Danico Slaughter, 24. Princeton fan at 23, Kamal Haddon at 22, Jimmy Calloway. Um, everyone remembers Jimmy Calloway for one play last season. Read the article to find out what it was if you don't. And then Latrell Bumfus was yesterday.
3: Perfect. Go to off the hook sports.com for sneak peeks of upcoming content. Subscribe to YouTube. And uh, we've got a lot coming up, a lot of big plans. So we want you to make it uh, a part of your day. We certainly appreciate it. And who knows? We might even be streaming before long. Tease, tease. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Wherever you're listening, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Dave Hooker. Amanda Lafrada, Ethan Stone, off the Hook Sports Production.